Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Jersey Coils. Hey, everybody. What's up? Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. This time with a special guest, Matt Kelly. Hey, I've got ice in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> Excellent timing. Just, just how we roll around here. Uh, Consummate professionals. <laughs> um, tonight, I am beyond fucking excited. Because these two movies, by far, were... If, if I had to do a Marissa Sexual Awakening episode... Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mom. Um, this would be it. Because these two movies like literally formed my idea of the perfect man. Which probably explains a lot about my childhood and all the boys I dated. But <laughs> That's true. Tonight, we're going to be talking about The Lost Boys yes. and Fright Night. Fright Night. Now, real quick, Girl Talk... You you guys have okay, to close yeah, your yeah, ears. Yeah, okay, so uh, who who do you want to bite you? Is okay. it going to be uh, Chris Sarandon or Kiefer Sutherland? Um, let's evil just Ed. say, um, yeah, it's Brewster. For, real cool, Bert. No, <laughs> um, let's just say I'm not turning down any of them. Like in my wildest no, you, dream, you got to pick one. Fuck. You have to pick one. Is, is it, it Speed Two? Is it, you want Speed Two? <laughs> I can't. It's like Sophie's Choice. You can't see. I'm a. I'm a solid solid Chris Sarandon I want I want Jerry Dandridge all up in my business oh no I think Kiefer Really? Oh, well, I, I don't. Poor choice. Yeah, but it's a poor like choice. Like most of my life, Matt. No, because because none of the vampires in Lost Boys are sexy. They're all yeah. kind what? of like assholes. You're yeah. like that. You're out of your mind. I wouldn't turn down any of the Lost no, Boys. No, Chris Sarandon like had moves. He was touching he butts. Was, yeah, like he in was. the club. He was touching like, butts. Oh yeah. Although you know what though, if I'm going Lost Boys and probably in the minority here, but I'll take Alex Winter over Kiefer Sutherland. <gasps> yeah. Even with that no, mullet, give me the power mullet. Give me something to grab onto. The best part is when they're. Hanging upside down in the cave, and his right. crazy <laughs> mullet is like you realize, like, just how long it is, and you're like, Oh man, that being said, from a male perspective, <laughs> star. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, oh, yeah, uh, I believe right what is this? Jamie Gertz is so fucking hot. Dude, I would my, burn that chick over. My lesbian crush on Jamie Gertz is to this day really strong. Between less than zero, where I was like, Oh my god, I want to be her to this movie I would do such naughty things with Jamie Gertz. even when she went like super suburban short hair and twister oh, still I'm yeah, into no, it I'm she can oh my god that's where I know her oh. <laughs> I'm still into it me too there's oh, something about god. Jamie Gertz. she's, she's so fucking hot oh lesbian where's that phone sex her? voice now there we go yeah, I'm gonna call Jamie buddy. I'm calling Jamie call me hello <laughs> 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 F. Mary Kill right Brewster J- Jerry Jerry and Evil Ed um, oh, that's, that's not fair. Don't throw Ed in there. He's such a weirdo. No, like he's, I like evil Everyone's going to shoot Ed. No, I would F him. Shoot Brewster's fucking obnoxious to me. Oh, no, sorry. Evil Ed's going. Yeah. No, I I'm, I'm killing, I'm killing no. evil Ed. No way. You marry Jerry. Marry and Jerry. you have sex with, Buster. with, with Absol- Brewster. No, no, no. Brewster. No, Brewster's gross. I kill him. Fuck, uh... <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be cutting back on the curse. I know. Yeah. F. No Wait, worse. okay, Swisher. okay. Our fuck Mary Kill. Okay. We have Dandridge, Jerry Dandridge, mm-hmm. Evil Ed, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Peter Vincent. <laughs> Peter Vincent. I marry him all day. Because we'll sit around and watch horror movies and it'll be That's wonderful. True. We'll That's true. That's <laughs> true. I'm going to, so we're going Peter Vincent. Mary. Oh, I'm gonna marry Peter Vincent. Jerry F. is Jerry. As long as there is some sort of sexual relationship with Jerry Dandridge. Because if I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with somebody, Peter Vincent and I will just hang out. We will hang out, we'll watch movies, we'll hunt vampires, we'll have a good time. You will have a good time. I, so I know we're not gonna talk about the remake here. I will say I think the casting of McLovin as Evil Ed <laughs> made that character a thousand times more bearable than he is. <laughs> oh, God, after I watched because at first I was like Evil Ed's the shit. I love Evil Ed. And then I saw the remake. I'm like, that was really good. But it wasn't as good as the original. Let me watch that. And I'm like, man, Evil Ed is Evil really so annoying. He's, Real he's, cool Brewster. Yeah, he's out of control, but I kind of love it. Yeah. I kind of love how too. obnoxious he is because I'm like, you're not a real person, but I love it. I had never, I've never seen the remake of Fright Night. I know nothing about the remake of Fright Night. Oh, you like, will absolutely the, nothing. The remake of Fright Night, I will, I will say the remake of Fright Night is very smart. Mm -hmm. in how it handles things and it did something that i've never thought of before which is that they set the vampires they set the movie in las vegas and it highlights that las vegas is a great hiding spot for a vampire because everyone's out at night and if you were to disappear no one would think anything of it true Uh, story that's brilliant dracula 2000 they did it with new orleans they did dracula 2000 Fright uh, Nights, the Ju- remake. Judas 2000. <laughs> yeah, Judas 2000. <laughs> no, um, but the, with the remake, like I said, I know nothing about yeah. it. I didn't look into it. But when I was just doing a little bit of quick like IMDb stuff for this episode, I happened to catch a couple things about the remake of Fright Night. And I had no idea that David Tennant was in Fright Night yeah, remake. Yeah, Peter Vincent. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. And then I'm like, oh, well, let me go to YouTube. Is, is- uh, yeah, it's a good cat. Yeah, it's, it's a solid every, cast. So I go to YouTube, and the first thing I see, I, I just put in, you know, David Tennant, Fright Night, is him topless in leather pants. See, what you might not know about me <laughs> is he holds three of my five freebie spots. <laughs> I, I want to do the worst, then you dirtiest really need, things you to really David do Tennant. Need, it might be the first you time would. you watch a remake of and a love franchise it. that you care very much about, where you're like, I'm going into this with an open mind because I'm going to see some topless David Tennant. I, so I like his take on Peter. Yeah. I like everything about the remake it's, of Fright yeah. Night. I'm going to yeah, throw that I out there. They, all in all, it's a pretty good pretty good remake. It's not as good as the original. I'm not going to say anything good about that because it's really? the, the one time I watched it, I remember it's like, eh. Yeah. And then, and then oh, never never went back. Never I ever assumed, went back. I went in thinking there were, I was going to hate it with every fiber of my being and I was like, meh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was like fun. I didn't hate it, Yeah, but I didn't really like it, it either. Was really I was like, oh, okay. In 3D, and it was actually a pretty cool experience in 3D. Wow. Because the weird. dust, would, like when the ghost would, when the vampires would explode, it would like come right into your oh, face. Cool. And I'm like, really oh, cool. that's fun. <laughs> but I mean... Well, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, but I feel like the original Fright Night is so is so good and so, that, so well nibble. put together. Like everything fits perfectly. There's not any like dead weight in that movie. In Fright like, Night, I, yeah. I would rank, no the original. No, I would rank the original Fright Night like right there with American Werewolf and uh, Evil Dead Two as like a movie that has the horror comedy balance like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a. I think it's genuinely a flawless and underappreciated. Genuinely movie. scary, genuinely yeah. funny. Yeah, love everything about that movie. It's so good. But first, we're going to talk about Lost, Lost Boys. Boy. Yeah, I guess because right. I know we, we, we let's talk okay. about that one first. So if we have to, we do have to, and we have to kick this movie off with some damn sexy power mullets, a really kind of kooky grandpa that I think we would all want to be our grandpa. Oh, true story. And a totally greased up saxophone player. Yes. <laughs> In fact, everybody in this movie is greased up, and I'm into it. 
<laughs> I saw Including this grandpa. I saw this movie so long ago that I didn't know that grandpa was growing weed outside of the kitchen. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. And they're doing like little like faces and I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're pointing at or referring to. I'm an innocent child. This was a constant birthday sleepover movie. Oh. Like when I would have, because my birthday's in October, so when I was a kid, I would always do like a horror movie slumber party in junior high for like three years, and I think this played all three years because we just it. I, I don't think I like it as much as an adult, but I still can't. I can't complain about how much thirteen to sixteen year old Matt Kelly loved the shit out of this movie. <laughs> if I had friends as a kid, I would have shown this every yeah. every sleepover too because it was fucking. It, I loved this movie as a kid, like every day. No, I watched weird stuff like Killer Clans from Outer Space I and Critters, that movie too. and Critters and Ghoulies too, all the time. Like that's what we watched. <laughs> we always wanted to watch those movies. I appreciate that you named Ghoulies too, which is far superior to Ghoulies. Oh, I didn't see I didn't see the original <laughs> Ghoulies until a few years ago. It's slow and boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Ghoulies 2 I've watched hundreds of times. It's great. It's at a circus. I'm okay with mm-hmm. most movies that take place at the circus. <laughs> Me too. Richard Gilmore forever is all I'm going to say about Lost oh, Boys. I like, I would join his tribe any day. Edward Herman well, is the best. That's the one thing I really like about it. Like, So skipping all the way to the end. Because yeah, because if you Mr. don't know the yeah. plot of the Lost Boys, like, press pause like, and go watch the goddamn movie. Like, you know, yeah, okay, they're vampires and they're going to kill people, but like... Richard Gilmore, like, he just wanted, like, a mom for his boys. He just wanted a family. He wanted to, like, do the whole Brady Bunch gig. But, you know, you're like the undead. You guys are so lame because that is such a bullshit cop-out ending. Did you guys ever hear what the original plan was because they were supposed to do a Lost Boys 2? It was like the... Yeah, that they were supposed to have David, like, right? Like, it was supposed so to be... So, what was supposed to happen... And they eventually put it out as a comic book because they were never going to make this movie because the cast had gotten too old. But it was going to be revealed that he wasn't the head vampire. The head vampire was the widow that the grandfather the, yeah, kept the, hanging out the, with. The widow that he kept going yeah. to see. Oh, no, I, I was, read up about yeah, that a little bit today. He was, he was a vampire at the end of the movie. Like, but he was kind of in the same spot that Michael was, where he hadn't drank blood yet. So he was Grandma half vampire. Could... I hate the whole ending of this movie yeah. because everything just gets dropped on you in the last five minutes. It's like, over, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it like, is, oh. It's a rush job. Oh. It's a rush job. Until you're like, oh, there was more planned for like another movie. That's but, fine. Yeah. I'm just speaking within the context of the movie. Like all this stuff happens, and it's like, oh wait, we didn't do it. And then he's like, hey, guess what? From before that, that was that was just a fake out, just so you wouldn't suspect oh, me I, at the end. And they it. immediately kill him. And Grandpa's like, I hate all the damn vampires. I mean, Credits. I and I'm line. like, what the hell just happened? How do you hate that, that line? Maybe? Because because it's unearned. Sorry. It's unearned. <laughs> no, it's not. The I. See, taking it as my presumption at, at the ending is that he's always been dealing with vampire shit, so he's so not shocked. I love, I love that line. I think that line makes like, there is absolutely no reference to that. So who the rest cares? Of the movie like, because you brilliant. can't just like you can't just like I wrote Grandpa ex machina at the end <laughs> just because it's like uh we need a way to have this like end because they're all trapped in here with the actual no, head vampire. I think it makes sense. Like they build up Santa Cruz to be like on the back of the billboard at the beginning when it's like like they build up this place is a place where there's always been a hotbed of activity and it makes sense that people who live there their whole lives would i don't have i don't have a problem with grandpa being a vampire fighter or whatever just give me something so that it makes sense within the context don't just drop it on me in the last 30 seconds of the movie and i think (laughs) i I always thought the reverse where i thought that the grandpa line to me is just kind of it doesn't make sense 
from a logical standpoint of like why didn't he warn them but it definitely makes sense <laughs> in the in the sense of all of the other quirky weird dumb shit that grandpa mm-hmm. says throughout the movie like and he talks about his tv guides and he's yeah. like oh you have a tv guide? No, you don't you need to read- watch the shows i got the tv guide <laughs> yeah like that's just it. Like, or him trying to drive the car. New- he's like, we're going to go into town. And they get like a foot out of the driveway. That's, that's about as close to town as I have to go. I mean, they built him up so beautifully. I love that character. I really, and with his taxidermy and all that shit. I fucking love like it. I said, I don't have a problem with him being a vampire hunter. <laughs> you can't just like, you can't just like say this is a dumb old man, dumb old man, dumb old man, and have him show up he in the last 10 seconds of the movie just to do a one liner and have it end. I'm like, I'm not, I don't like it. Because I mean, it's because the entire movie. a dumb old man. He was too dumb to realize. Oh, I should probably warn them about the vampire thing. No, because the whole movie is played so straight and so serious what? all the time. It's not fun until like the it's last so half an hour. No, time. not until like that last half an hour. Dude, he's like in the sh- what? It's fun. All the whole movie's fun. I mean, you got Corey Haynes singing. A- I got me. <laughs> Thank you. I love that scene. I love him singing in the best. And I love like I love like I don't know. I think it's it's cheek. It's tongue in cheek in many spots. The Frog Brothers are like. I have such a love. I realize this now for scenes where people are singing in horror movies. Because I love that. I love in I think it's Friday Thirteenth Part Five where he's singing in the porter potty where he's just like, hey baby. I love. I love because you know what? I am that person in real life who would get killed while I'm singing on like the crapper or something like that. Like. I sing all, like, Matt makes fun of me all the time, because, like, he'll come in, and I'll, like, have a brownie, and I'll be like, every time you go, like, I will sing love songs to my food all the time, and, like, legit, like, I feel like I'd be that character that gets killed while I'm singing a fucking song. Like, an embarrassing song, too, like, I swear, like, we were testing the mics before, and I was like, and I swear, and she was like, why out of every song in the universe did you pick I swear to sing into the microphone? When I was at Comic-Con, I listened to Save the, Save the Best for Last every day because it was stuck in my head for some reason of the two vampire movies we're talking about i think this one doesn't hold up as well as the other one to to my and it might also be that i saw fright night so much later that it's still a very fresh movie in my head where like i've got 15 years of comparing the times i've watched lost boys i still like it and i get excited when i watch it it's always like one of those films that i make sure to watch in october but I feel like every time I watch it, my attention to it gets, like, harder and harder to hold on to because I'm just, like, waiting for key moments to happen. Yeah, like, 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 there's moments in the movie that I love. Like, how did they get so much holy water to fill that bathtub <laughs> up? They were doing it in the middle of church services and stuff. They were taking that holy water. Well, here's the question. Do you need the entire yeah, the tub ratio? or do you just have right. to pour a That's... little bit of it and it makes the rest of it holy? Good point. Good point. I, I, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> I think it gets diluted. I think it gets diluted. No, but it's just, I don't know. So much of the movie was just about teen angst. And, like, like it was, it was, it seemed like it was leading up to, like, being about, like, runaways and, like, kids that are, like, having problems with, like, drugs and stuff like that. And it was, like, allusions to that. And then all of a sudden, like, people, there's, like, blood geysers coming out of toilets and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm into. Keep out the toilet. Oh, when they, when they put, when they throw the dude in the bathtub full of holy water, it makes blood starts shooting out of every single faucet in the house you're right you're right um i tell you who i could take or leave in that movie that little laddie guy oh laddie somebody should have killed him because really (laughs) he is a real pain in this he is he's just a fucking debbie downer i don't remember him doing anything except being 
depressing because it's like, oh, this little kid's a vampire. And he just like starts <laughs> fucking up shit by turning into a vampire at the worst possible time. Yeah, really but does. he doesn't do anything. He's like, I'm a vampire, and then she just holds him like, eh, we like, gotta do something. Like when you're like your little cousin would try to hit you, and you just hold them at arms like that's what she did to him. Like that movie was perfect. She's just like, stop it. There, um, there are lines in this movie though that I still think are some of the best like comedic lines. Me too. I love. I think it's Corey Feldman's line where he goes. Uh, they surprised us. How? They opened their eyes and talked. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there should be more Corey Feldman in this yeah. movie, even with his dumb, like, I'm not going through puberty voice. <laughs> or like, when, when he's like, wait till I tell mom that. It cracks me up every time, too, when he's like flying outside his window and he's like, you're a vampire. Wait till I tell mom that. I hate that. I hate it because oh it my seems God, it's so funny. because it's it's it doesn't make sense within like the the themes of the movie at that point like it just seems like I don't know like why would he react like that it seemed really weird for him to be like not scared and be like oh tell mom you're a vampire like I don't know oh that's what I would have done to my brother when we were little if he like flew by my windows of vampire I'd be like oh you're screwed mom's gonna kick your ass like, <laughs> straight up like for really real. totally yeah. I would have been way more excited about the idea of him getting in trouble than him being a vampire. That would be my second thought. I think Marissa is a liar and she's trying to build up the Lost Boys. Maybe. And she's like, no, I don't like it. Stop criticizing, Nate. I love this movie and I know it's pure nostalgia and I know it's because I was a kid who grew up loving this movie, but I don't care. It's okay. I sat there and raved about Critters (laughs) for like an hour. Flipside is like flaws and all. I still would say like it's top five vampire movies for me. I don't, I think that it's a fun, it's a good fun vampire movie. I also don't like most serious vampire movies except for like Interview with the Vampire and Martin. But... I, I feel like Martin I feel like Salem's Lot would be a good vampire movie if they ever like actually took a serious try at doing Salem's yeah, Lot. They gave but, like a real uh, attempt. <laughs> yeah, someone actually tried to make what that book is because that book is like dark and crazy, and it does all the best vampire tropes, and then subverts a lot of that stuff too. And then it's just a bloodbath at the end. Like it, <laughs> it would be so good if they made an actual attempt, but no one's doing that. So. You get stranded on a deserted island. You have to bring either Haim or Feldman. Which one do you bring and why? Go. Feldman, he's still alive. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Matt. Too soon. Uh, no, like, the, I'm talking like 80s Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. I would Feldman. bring Feldman because he's a mouth. Yeah. And Corey Haim is a nobody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Feldman. Yeah, Feldman's Feld, that's... Feldster all the way. He's, Plus he probably has Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Coca Cola? Yes, that's what I meant. He, uh, I Coca-Cola. think, both, trust me, both of them probably. Have. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but Feldman, I feel like Feldman's so Feldman weird. was in a lot more survivalist situations, like Goonies and this, whereas Hayden was like just True. driving cars and switching bodies with old men. So like, one of yeah, them's gonna I, help I think, me a lot yeah. more on a desert island. I think. I loved Corey Feldman as a kid until he went through his Michael Jackson phase. I got a little creeped out. I was then confused by it, but. Yeah, I go Feldman too. What's the thing that Feldman fought gremlins. Yep. He fought pirates yep. and gangsters. And, yeah, and all in one. And spoke Spanish. And vampires. <laughs> now, Feldman is definitely deeply rooted into my childhood. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I saw License to Drive like once. So that's like all Corey Haim gets from me. That in this movie. License to Drive and Lost Boys is all Corey Haim gets from yeah. me. I can't even think of anything else yeah, that he's I, been in. I feel like he was in something else where I was like, oh shit, Corey Haim is in this. Yeah, yeah but I'm not I'm into checking. it. But I'm, I'm mm. not into yeah. it. I was, I was, I was never one for the Corys. That's crazy. Yeah. 
That's, I, th- I just had that. I thought. feel like this movie was only made because they had so Richard Donner. Yeah, that's what I was so they had was they had Richard out. Donner, and they wanted to cash <laughs> in on that Corey that Corey money before they got old and Wait, gangly Corey, and weird. Wasn't this this, this was movie? the first Corey's movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I rescind that comment. Um, just side note: as I'm looking at his at his IMDb page, it looks like Corey Haim was the star of a movie that I didn't even know existed. Uh, the reverse version of Just One of the Guys called Just One of the Girls where Get he out. poses as a girl. Guys, <laughs> I, I'm going to need two hours. Let's, let's have a quick... That movie is your jam. <laughs> Holy shit. You love Just One of the Guys. I love Just One of the Guys. I remember continually watching Just One of the Guys in college. I would I never do that. Just... screenplay about how it has the greatest boob scene. It does have a it's really amazing. good boob scene. I think that's what it was for me. It was boob envy. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, those are flawless boobs. <laughs> it's got a nice pair. Is that, is that Justine Bateman? No. No? It's not Justine Bateman. No. She's adorbs, the chick from that, though. I don't know who it is. but She looks like Dude, her with short so hair, though. Feldman has fallen. I feel so bad. Like, remember when he did the, like, music video? Oh, oh God, let's was, not like, talk about that. in my skin. I felt so bad because I secretly want them to be okay. I like, know. I know they no, won't be. Not, I know one I... of them's dead. But I just, I secretly just want them to be okay. This is why you don't make teen magazines focused on, like, 14-year-old kids. Well, and, like, I wouldn't have had anything to put on my walls as a child if they didn't. Well, so. you're part of the problem, Marissa. <laughs> if, you, if you want to talk about, like, oh, how I, messed up Corey Feldman be... is, it's partly your fault. Because you bought into the Corey mania. I did. I did. And I stand by my choices. Well, <laughs> this, is, this is what happens. This is Don't what blame happens. me for Corey's death. Or the other Corey making creepy it's all, videos. It's all it's 100% your fault. 100%. 110%. Whatever. I'll wear that. I'll wear that cross. <laughs> so I'm going to do a Marissa fun fact that I learned about this movie. Yay. One of its stars, Jason Patrick, is the son of Jason Miller. Who was in The Exorcist, one of my favorite movies. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Jason Patrick <clears throat> was also in Speed 2. Oh, was wait. he? Right. Hold on a second. I believe so. Yes, that's correct. I believe, the first, I believe the first one was Keanu and second one was Jason Patrick. Patrick. Speed on a Boat. Speed on a Boat? With Jason I don't Patrick. think I've seen Speed on a Boat. the kid in Near Dark, the little boy in mm-hmm. Near Dark. Now that's a little boy I can um, get behind. Who, his dad is the priest in The Exorcist that dies. The old priest or the young the old, priest? Uh, I believe... It, I can't remember. But he's the, <laughs> he's the priest well, in The Exorcist thanks. who dies. And then he grew up to become a screenplay writer. And he wrote Final Girls. The movie that came <gasps> out like two or three years ago. Shut and up. on the commentary, he talks about how the fact that his dad died when he was really young. And that's why the storyline's about a little girl whose mom dies. And the only film that she has to remember her by is a film in which she dies in it. Because it's how he felt as a kid. Because the only movie he had of his dad was The Exorcist. That's got to be Jason Patrick's brother yeah. then. Because Jason <laughs> oh my Miller, God, my Jason mind Miller had... Literally two, exploded. Okay, well then, do you know what? Then that might have been... That son might have been the one that he almost died. Yeah. He got, into a, uh, he got hit by a motorcyclist and he almost died. And actually The Exorcist had to stop filming for a while... So um, Jason Miller could go be with his family while his son, like, he was like 50-50 chance yeah. may or may not die. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Weird, oh weird vamp- yeah. vampiristic. <laughs> <laughs> 
exorcist concentric <laughs> circles. Yeah. And, you know, that Final Girls, I liked that movie a lot, actually. Yeah. I, I thought Final Girls was a very well-made movie. It was. I enjoyed it. And it's a PG-13 horror film that doesn't feel like a PG-13 horror film at True all. True story. Yeah. It's a good movie if you guys haven't seen it. Definitely I don't check think it out. I have. Final Girls? There's a couple movies There's that Final have a Girl. very similar yeah. title, yeah. so Final I may or may not have seen it. Final Girls is the one where they get trapped inside of an 80s slasher film. I have seen yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> I saw another one that was like Final Girl or something. It was terrible. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah, it's like a girl in the woods or something. Like, it's like a survivalist. Yeah, it's girl. terrible. Yeah, I, don't I heard it's that's terrible. Bad. Oh, yeah. Because I thought it was the, the other was one. But All then right. I ended up not really liking either one of them that much. Do we, do we have anything else about the Lost Boys before we move on to Friday? Uh, yes, I like that the puppy is named after Nanook of the North. <laughs> the puppy saves the day. Yeah, the puppy. If, if it wasn't for the it's puppy. It's the first documentary, Nanook of the North. If it wasn't for the puppy, that one vampire wouldn't have gone into the bathtub full of holy water That's and turned right. into mm-hmm. Man. He's he, like, drop-kicked him into there. It was yeah. great. Also, I love Diane, Diana Weist. So Why much. does she always look like she's 40? No, I love her. <laughs> but I she does. I can't she, think of a young movie. Yeah. What, how many movies do you know like where Angela she looks Lee? like a young person? was never young. Footloose. She looks young and footloose. No, she still looks 40. No. <laughs> um, I guess the other thing I throw out there is I always forget how... Like, I always remember the guy going in the tub and all the blood from there. I always forget how graphic the death by stereo kill is as well, where, like, the hands and the heads explode. And another funny line. That's why I like the last, like, 20, 30 minutes is when, like, the jokes start really ramping up and starts getting really ridiculously violent with the kills and stuff. I feel like death by stereo is a weird one, though, because, like, (laughs) every time I watch it, I'm like... I mean, it's not really a joke. He just literally said what happened. It's not like it's a reference to a popular catchphrase or something. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. The guy who played the saxophonist is Tina Turner's real life saxophonist. She doesn't look 40. (laughs) Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. Back in Jackie land. (laughs) Like 35 maybe, Jack, but she looks old. She's always looked very old. She's always played... And I can't believe that guy's a real saxophone she's player. Got grandma, she's got grandma <laughs> face. Why would you hire a fake saxophone? Grandma <laughs> face. Why you would you grandma face? Dude, I would totally, if I were making a movie, I'd be like, here, hold this and just go like this a little bit. Like, why would you actually spend money on a real saxophone? Probably because he was in town. They're like, hey. Of, we're going to have a lot of disputes about financials, I can see. Um, uh, according to Lost Boy, according to IMDb, because I was just curious. His character is listed in the credits as Beach Concert Star. Oh, he is a star. <laughs> Did you want to bring up um, Corey Hames' uh, Rob Lowe poster? Shirtless Rob Lowe poster yeah, on his I'm closet? Gonna, I think it's he's very gay. That character is great. <laughs> like, no. I mean, I just always assumed Corey Hames' character in this film is gay. I mean, I don't see any other reason why he would have that poster. This is a Rob very Lowe, gay poster. Because he's singing a song that's lyrics are, I ain't got a man. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one thing, but like having like his shirtless Rob Lowe in your room so you can look at it all the time is a completely different thing. I think Crack.com, when they did their list of like the top five gayest horror movies, ranked this number two just below Nightmare Nightmare on the Street Street 2. Oh, this movie's so gay. It's like like the Playgirl of horror films. Yeah, probably. (laughs) And that's why I love it. Yeah, there's only two women in this movie. Yes. And they're both, well... Yeah, that's true. Adorable. That's weird. One is. of those adorbs. There's, there's two female characters. And I take movie. either one. Just, yeah. I mean, throw them out there. All other females are merely alluded to. Yeah. They're, like, chased by something. In the, yeah. They're chased by a camera in the sky. Yeah. And it's about the extent of... That's right. Or they get attacked by uh, oh, around a fire it. while listening to Run DMC. That's and what they get. 
That's right. That was such a random. Oh, I love everything about this movie. I don't care what anybody says. I love it. I love it. It's a good soundtrack. It's a fun one. But it's no. It's no. Right night. Right night. Oh, Chris Sarandon. So much. So just giant lady boner the entire time I watched this movie. That's fair. Yeah. Both of these movies for me. You know, I'm going to say, I think we've talked about it before. I don't think he has aged poorly. No, Randon, he's no. a handsome he older is. gentleman. He's very he's handsome a... man. Oh, wait, I won't ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this came Why, out. This was 85, right? This was 1985, yeah. Uh, so I think if I'm not incorrect, I want to check a date. I might be wrong, actually. And also something I never I realized know. in watching it, and I just because when I, I watched the movie on my phone the other night, this movie is almost two hours long, and I feel like that's really long well, that for fr- like that flies by though. You know, it does, yeah. but I feel like I don't know for some reason that just like feels long for like a good old fashioned '80s horror movie. Like I'm used to yeah, like that quick minute. like 85, 90 minute and boom you're out. This one was I think an hour and fifty minutes. Mm, it wasn't that long. It was in the hour, it was like an hour and forty five something oh. like that. And Lost Boys was an hour and forty minutes, so oh, it kind of goes out the window that. there, yeah. So one thing, first of all, I love Friday Night. I'm going to throw that out there. But my one big gripe is how not, like, how long it takes Peter Vincent to actually become, like, heroic. Because I always likened him to Cool Ghoul Zachary because I grew up obsessed with the Cool Ghoul. And, like, I feel like John Zachary would have totally just rocked, like, came in and fought vampires with me and never once questioned the whole thing. Like, See, it bummed me out, I, that character I like arc. the idea because... I- <laughs> Because I feel like it makes sense. It's like, I keep thinking of, when I think of him, I think of the guy dressed like Grandpa from the Monsters in <laughs> Gremlins 2. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just this dude who's just doing a job. Yeah. Like, he's just and like, he's, he's like down on his luck. He just got yeah. fired. Yeah. And he's stuff. getting evicted no, from sense. his apartment. And yeah. he's probably dealt with like, cra- like, I, I would liken this to like the anti-Art Bell. Like, you know how like Art Bell was like this radio <laughs> yes. DJ that was like, call me and tell me about the alien you slept with and I'll listen to it for yeah, four hours and buy every I word. Wanted, right. He's like, most of those people are not that. Most of those people are like, hey, this chick said she slept with an alien. Let's see how long we can talk to her before she hangs up the phone on us. Mm-hmm. So this guy's probably been dealing with like weird, like hyper fans. He's like, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen a, a vampire. That's great. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I just no. grew up idolizing these people. Like the, the, so it like broke my heart that he like let him down at first. You know what I mean? Like, I but know, I love it. it. And love he it, runs though. away too. <laughs> yeah. When he gets into the house at the end and, and the cross doesn't work, he's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> runs back next there. door. But he's not completely a wussy. He goes to get the kid. He's like, yo, your kid's in trouble. Yeah. Come help me. Like, and then he has to fight Evil Ed. I think he's the most realistic person in yeah. this movie, actually, as far as his actions are. Like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I always, when I was a kid, I never realized what a creeper Brewster was. Because, like, yeah. you're a fucking, like, stop trying to get in Marcy Darcy's pants and super down. <laughs> she will always be Marcy Darcy. Um, because, like, I, I don't think I ever got that as much as a kid. Like, I always just thought it was normative because I grew up watching yeah. movies like Porky's. But, like, I was like, he's a creeper. Like, God, yeah. stop uh, it with the peer pressure already, guy. Man. I, I mean, there's only that one Jesus. scene at the beginning. And as soon as he notices the horror movie, he's like, huh? <laughs> Which, again, oh, yeah, that's, that's fair. I that's... think it's a very accurate depiction of yeah, I most think it's guys pretty... at about 16. At, at like, like, 15, 16. I want to get laid. Wait, Peter Vincent's wait, on TV. Wait, there's what? Yeah, like, that was totally me at 15, 16. <laughs> no Probably way. at, like, 20. You guys had a pair of boobs in front of you. You weren't about to turn around and watch Peter Vincent. Um, 
<laughs> I, mean, I like that I you believe that, that at 16 I had a pair of boobs in yeah, front of me. I agree. I agree. The only pair of boobs I was seeing were what was on the horror movie that I was watching on TV. I mean, to this day, if to be fair, if a horror movie comes out, I'm like, wait. This was Marcy Darcy, who, if you've ever seen Married with Children, she's already been completely. She's been completely. I mean, if she had any sex appeal when this movie came out, oh, Mary with Children completely ruined any of that. I don't know. I thought she was hot when she turned into like the long, like the long redheaded vampire. Did they give her like prosthetic boobies at the yes, end? Yes, they did. Yeah, I read that she apparently brought them to a convention once and was like showing them off while she was like signing autographs and stuff. Did she wear them? Uh, probably. Probably was just like, hey, look at these fake boobs that I had to wear one time. So can we it. talk about? <laughs> The unfortunate career of the actor who played Evil Ed, because he has a rough one here. So (laughs) he he did like Fright Night and Heaven Help Us, and and then he popped up in like six, seven, or uh, nine, seven, six evil. Oh, okay. I thought I knew him from something else. From 19, well, maybe it's from this. (laughs) No, I'm. Oh my god. Um, from 93 until like the mid to He's late 2000s, he was a gay porn star. In in titles such as Butt Blazer and Buff and Gay and Halfway House Hunks. Oh, evil Semen Ed. Training Day. Transsexual <laughs> Prostitutes Part 2? Yeah. He didn't okay. make it for part 1, but uh. <laughs> No, he uh, was in both. <laughs> <laughs> Latin yeah, like, crotch rockets. <laughs> it's a classic. No, I'm just kidding. I've never seen it. Yeah, like I, I remember wondering one day. I was like, I wonder what Evil Ed's been up to. And I like checked his IMDb, oh, and I was like, Oh no. no! And you know what? I don't think the one called Hole in a Wall is artsy. I think it's literal <laughs> Hole in the Wall, you guys. But he, then he started doing movies again. Like there was like a resurgence in the in the later. Nothing popular, but people have been getting him for like low budget horror films. He was in a movie called Sick Girl uh, that my friend Leslie is in. Which is just an That's okay movie. Cool. Sorry, Leslie. But it's it was like his first like non-porn film in like a decade and a half. Dude, as if I couldn't feel any worse about Evil Ed as like this kid who gets bullied and yeah. is like, oh God, it breaks my... And then he did porn. He had to... Dude, maybe he liked that. I shouldn't judge yeah, porn. Yeah, maybe this was yeah. what he wanted to do all along. I mean, but he, he was in... Um, there he, are four versions of Leather Intrusion, <laughs> which Marissa, I, I mean, he's in all four of them. Marissa, so. can, I, can I explain to you how porn works? <laughs> the the titles, you know how they have parts one through eight. They film all those at the same time. Yeah, they just film a bunch of scenes, and oh, they're yeah. like, "All right, we can make like I don't know, like eight of these from the scenes that we have," and they just pick them and, and kind of put them together. That's all factual. I, I there you know. go. Yeah, yeah. I so, worked with a porn star guys, for like six months. They're not. They're not like coming like, oh man, what are we gonna? We can't think of what we're gonna come up with next. I didn't know that. That's, That's awesome. Serious, man. Yeah. Um, this one is very clever. It's mechanics by day. <laughs> Lube job by night by B I. I think that's clever. I want to have a job making up porn movie names. My <laughs> like favorite thing is Twenty One Hump Street. That's not a job, Marissa. <laughs> that's not a job. I, I think it can be, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. No one's gonna give you that job. I'm sorry. There's like shockingly good money in writing them too. I had a friend. Who really? Paid, I had a friend Shit. in L A. who literally paid for all of her grad school just writing porn. That's oh man, just write all the fun like parody ones. Well, that's, that's all I would do. She said it was like a couple thousand dollars to write like literally ten pages. Shit, really? Because you would just write the dialogue scenes and then write like sex scene here and then like write the rest of stuff in like sex scene here. I wonder if you go back and you <laughs> I watch. Think I have and our second like... project. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you go back and you watch the pornos and you're like you skip past all the fucking. You're just like, oh, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see my dialogue come to so, life. So there was a. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was a director, uh, I can't remember his, Axel Braun. Axel Braun did these like porn parody things, but he was like a super geek. So he would only do them for like things that he was passionate about. So like one was like a 60s Batman porn that the he was like, the only way I'm going to do this is if you let me just shoot my own episode of a 60s Batman movie that I can include as a sexless version as the bonus feature. So like you could watch it as a porno or you go to the bonus features <laughs> and it was just a 25 minute long Batman, like 60s Batman. Oh, Amazing. Beautiful. This guy's like, my new hero. He pulled like one porn star out of retirement and made him grow a mustache to play Joker so that he could paint over top of his face so that he had the Cesar Romero mustache underneath. Oh, wow. Like, it was like he was so hyper crazy on details that when he did a Star Wars one, they, they called him the Stanley Kubrick of porn. <laughs> because like they shot the cantina scene for like two hours and then he just suddenly was like, throw out all the footage. <laughs> and they said, why? And he goes, we've been doing this all wrong. Luke is sitting on the right-hand side of Obi-Wan, but in the movie he sits on the left-hand side. We have to switch spots and do it all over again. <laughs> like, he was like super hyper-focused on making it as close to the original movie as possible. And I was, love like, it. I remember talking to him at a convention. He was like, look, man, no one's going to hire me to make a Star Wars movie. So if my only way to make a Star Wars movie is to do a porn, I'm going to do the best damn Star Wars movie porn I can ever make. <laughs> well, I mean, Disney owns the property now, so yeah. you never know. Yeah, that's true. They'll hire anybody. Yeah. Except they <laughs> hire anybody, too. <laughs> uh, so here's, here's a question I want to pose, because this is, this is something I truly was trying to wrap my brain around. And I think we, Marissa and I, we may have talked about this before. So here's my question. Evil Ed and Brewster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they already friends? Are they like just like random acquaintances? Because I have never been able to, to nail that down. That like because when when Charlie needs help, like he goes to Evil Ed, mm-hmm. and it's not like he just goes like, "Hey, can you get me?" Up? He rolls up to his house. He knows where he lives. He like bursts into his house, goes right into his room, and you know starts asking him for help. And then it's like you know, don't call me evil. Like it's just this weird like. Are they friends? Do they just know about no, each other? Brewster's like, a dick. I, like, so, fuck. I didn't want to bring up the remake again, but the remake actually, I think, did a way better job of explaining it. Yep. In the remake, the way that they did it was that Charlie was a dorky kid just like Evil Ed, but for some reason this hot popular girl, Amy, showed an interest in him and he started hanging out with her and Evil Ed has felt like this abandonment ever since that like you chose this girl over me and now I'm like a loner at school because you were my only friend. Which I think is like the unspoken storyline in, okay. in the original, but they just never like come out and say that aspect. I feel of like it. it's not that. I, yeah. I feel like there's not that much serious like yeah. drama to it in the yeah. original, and it's just like, well, it's someone I'm friends with, but he's like weird and geeky, and I probably don't hang out with him all the time. But he doesn't care because he's in his own little world. And I think that, like I think <laughs> we've all had like a few friends. I definitely have a few friends where it's like, look, I don't, I'm not gonna hang out with you one on one, but like you're kind of crazy, and I like keeping you around in my life because yeah. I think I am that person because I don't think of anybody. <laughs> I know is that person. So. <laughs> I think I am the evil end of the group. That's okay. Because um, if you don't know one, that means you are one, and I don't know an evil end. Like I am, I think I am that person. No, I think evil Ed's character brings a lot of like pathos to the film. I, I my heart breaks for him, and he willingly accepts being a vampire because he's so isolated and lonely and always yeah. made me really sad. Yeah, but the, the, the assumption is that he survives, so don't yeah. feel so bad for him. Oh, I do. I, I don't know. I, I guess, but he's still like evil. I didn't even people who are his friends are mean to him. and yeah. That's one. Of, that's all part of my, I don't like Brewster as a character. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know why. I, I like, he's I, just, it just I makes mean, sense why I don't like he's him. He's a self-absorbed t- teenager. Like, I don't really think about it that much. I guess not. I think I haven't watched it in a while, but like, does Brewster have an eventual redemption of realizing that he was a bad person or does maybe, he never, maybe, like, I don't know. Like, in I'm the, trying to I remember like if that's this, like an element that he realizes remake, that he screwed up. In the remake, he's a better up. person. Like, <laughs> I, I, maybe I just like the kid who played him or yeah, whatever. Anton Yelchin is a, I yeah, think a good actor. Yeah, great. <laughs> I would say just his efforts to save Amy yeah. and, like, you know, defeat the evil is his yeah. redemption. Becomes... Only because he wants to get laid, Jackie. I don't know no. if you... <laughs> no. no, trust me. It's I wouldn't like fight that. a vampire to get laid. There's other girls. No, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't even have sex with me, for God's sakes. <laughs> all that. She's got It's like that. the argument I have with, like, fucking uh, Cloverfield. Like, you're going to put all of your friends in danger for the girl who dumped you. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> <laughs> that pissed me off too. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand why you think he's constantly trying to get laid. It's only that very one first opening, scene. I feel like you're judging a lot off of an opening scene. Over the first scene where they're making out and he tr- keeps trying to touch her butt, and she's yeah. like, "Stop it!" Like that's all that happens. Like um, it's not like he's trying to touch her boobies. Yeah, he's trying to touch true. all the good stuff. <laughs> In the butt. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, listen. When you're making out, your hands, your hands gotta wander because sometimes hands should be there. I'm sorry. You're. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you do this when you make out with someone? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to be respectful. I'm keeping my hands. I don't. On the I don't post. want to offend Wait you. Wait a minute, girls. Girls, <laughs> you're not going up and into the butt while you're making out with her. I'm sorry. Up and in. No, I'm not saying. What <laughs> movie did you watch? <laughs> Did you Did watch one of Evil Ed's pornos? Wait a minute, this isn't mechanical. <laughs> you watched you watch Leather and <laughs> She watched Hole in the Wall is what she watched. I was like, where's the... No, seriously, Marissa, that's, that's it. That's the hole? There's just that one scene, and then the rest of the movie, he is, he is solely obsessed because it everything ramps up so quickly. Yeah. He sees his neighbor... Well, he sees that woman outside, and he's like, oh, she's super hot. And then he sees her boobs because he's being a creeper. I think she was a hooker. Oh shit! I thought Possibly. he picked her up at the dance club. Um, he's he's watching his neighbor because he's a creeper and yes. he's being like super weird spy. Like he, I don't know if he saw rear window or what, but he's creeping on his neighbor and then he sees that he has fangs and and he's like, whoa, what the hell? He immediately he immediately forms a plan that he needs to stop his neighbor. His neighbor is in his house the next day just so he can do recon and he comes, breaks into the house later at night and he's like, I'm gonna kill you. And the only reason he doesn't kill him right then and there is because he has a cross or something. And, and No, he stabs he's him with a pencil. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna get you tomorrow. And then it, it only gets delayed by like one day, maybe two days. Like this movie is over the course of like two, maybe three days. That's it. Like, everything happens really quickly. Your impression of him saying, ooh, I'm going to get you tomorrow, makes it sound like you 70 Sam attacked him. (laughs) (laughs) You wascally weapon. And you know what? (laughs) Off of that scene, Charlie is a fucking idiot. Because Jerry said, look, leave me alone, and I'll leave you alone. Now, I don't know how far you can trust a vampire, but in that moment, I won't kill you if you stop messing with me. I'm like, you know what? Deal. We're, We're cool. You're like, why? Why would you not take that? Why? Because he's obsessed with vampire movies, yeah. and he feels no. like he's on the side of justice. Well, I'm sorry if you disagree yeah, you with the character. Deal- the character's you, the character. Yeah, you make a few no. deals with them. You're like, listen, Jerry, just leave my mom alone. Leave Amy alone. Me alone. We're good. Everyone yeah. else. Hey, I got a friend, Ed. <laughs> He'd be into this. <laughs> but I mean, this guy's been watching like all these like vampire movies yeah. for for years and years. Yeah. Like he clearly has a very defined idea of what a vampire is, and he does not trust them at all. 
So Which as is, soon as he finds out his name is a vampire, he's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you down. I, think I it's believe it's so weird to be like obsessed with vampire movies specifically. Like it's such a weird thing to like, like, cause it feels like it's the only horror films that he cares about. There's a ton of them. Yeah, there you are. Know? I mean, Hammer was making like Hammer four a year. Uh, yeah, like, I know. There's so many vampire <laughs> movies, so it's an easy thing to get obsessed with. When you like horror, like back in the, the mid '80s, like this was there wasn't like slasher movies had just started. That's true. Like only like five years before that, so like it wasn't like there was a ton of movies to go into. And you know what? Valid so, point. So all valid points. I definitely did not go through a hardcore vampire stage in high school where it got a little weird and I was too into it. That's I'm just throwing that out there. Well, these, that definitely these, didn't happen. These characters are also like <laughs> ten years older than us, so I love the uh, Billy. 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 <laughs> no, uh, so Jerry's manservant slash roommate. Oh, also gay, right? Possibly. I don't know. Love well, you know what? They've they've brought that up before, and I think the director was quoted of saying, "It's just like that's them. Like yeah. you know, like take take whatever interpretation, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever interpretation you have of their relationship. Like sure. Like well, I think I mean I feel like that's just an homage to like a Renfield character. Like, yeah, just a there's always who is, like, there's obs- always yeah. like uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're right. Like no, a, there's always obsessed. Exactly. There's always, like, someone that he's got under his, like, a thrall, basically, that he uses to do his daytime things. Even in Salem's Lot, like I was talking about earlier, there's there's that one character that's going out and, like, moving his casket around, getting him shipped. Like, he's got a business partner in Salem's Lot, and that's the guy that's his thrall, and he's taking care of his stuff. And, you know, you can read more into it if you want to, but it's basically the point is, when you're a vampire, you can't do shit most of the time. Yeah. It's the aspect of why I think... As much as I like the cool, ugly vampires, they kind of need to be, like, suave and charming because they can't really do that much during a large <laughs> chunk of the day. So they need to be able to charm other people to do that shit for them. That's a exactly. good call. Like, pay rent. <laughs> yeah, grocery shop. That house was fantastic oh and expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I just love Billy. In, in the scene when, the, uh, when, when Charlie brings the cop for the very first time, and it's Billy, the cop, and Charlie... And the whole entire time, Charlie's like, no, he's a vampire. He's a vampire. And Billy's face is just looking at the cop like, he was hysterical. I uh, loved so Billy good. this. He was super funny. Um, another his, th- his death scene is great, too, because he explodes into a bunch of an impossible number of bones like yeah. a fucking Castlevania <laughs> skeleton. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's probably my favorite death in this movie. The whole it's so gooey. But <laughs> here's, yeah, here's my question. What is he? Because when he dies, he starts to turn into green goo. Then he starts to turn into sand, and then he's an explosion of bones. Like, well, is he supposed to be a zombie? Or if you want to take the Lost Boys definition, every vampire dies differently, and that was just his preferred way of dying. Some of them explode, some of them implode, some of them explode into blood, some of them catching fire. Was he a vampire? Well, so here's my theory on he, it. He gets stabbed in the heart, and that's what kills him. My theory is, and I feel like I remember this being part of vampire lore, but I don't care that much about vampires um i think that the servant a lot of the times is like a half vampire type thing so they can live eternally as their like slave mm-hmm. so i'm thinking that the whole like him melting down to, is like him de-aging throughout mm-hmm. all like because maybe he's been jerry's servant for like thousands of years yeah. so maybe now it's he's, like he's aging out maybe he's like, not a vampire but maybe he's been sustained by the vampire's blood or something yeah. to keep him alive okay. or something like that i don't know it's just fucking cool that's it's all. just cool <laughs> looking it's just cool looking like when um what's his name like when uh, chris Sarandon turns to a bet like yeah. it's just cool looking 
Just cool stuff happens Probably sometimes. Probably favorite person turning into a bat sequence. In, like, yeah, it's movie. like a cartoon for a second, and then there's an animatronic, and you're like, whoa, so many things are happening. <laughs> I also like that um, Evil Ed turns into a doggy. Yeah. And that's pretty great. Oh, but no, but then it just it makes me so sad. that Going back to something you said, Matt, about how Peter Vincent, how he plays it. He plays it. He plays the character like, okay, so he's an actor. And then Charlie comes up and he's like, hey, I need you to help me. And he's like, no, I'm an actor. And you're talking about like people dying. I'm scared. And he's genuinely scared. In that same vein, I think his reaction to killing Evil Ed, he starts to cry. And Evil Ed reaches out for him. And you can see the indecision of his face of, do I reach out and hold his hand? But he just tried to kill me. So do I not? Like, Like his absolute anguish over just killing a kid. And then the indecision of just like, do I hold his hand when he dies? Like... I absolutely loved his reaction. And, and Evil, it just makes me so sad. Well, I think that's what makes this movie better than Lost Boys and a mm-hmm. lot of those other movies is that it has it has a lot of balance between horror, comedy, and elements of, like, human drama. Human like, drama? Like, 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 characters, people act like people in this movie. Even though some of them are weirdos, yeah. they still, like, make sense. They, they're not just, like, a caricature of, like, a certain archetype person that we want in the movie. It's like, well, this is a real person, and, you know, it works because all the other elements around it. Because I guess to compare it to Lost Boys, Lost Boys does have a bit of an element where all of the characters feel like Joel Schumacher's fantasy of what, like, a teenage boy is like in 1987. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where, like, the reverse of that is, like, Fright Night, whether you like Brewster or you like Evil Ed, they both at least feel like people who exist in a world. Mm-hmm. Like... I know a Brewster. I know an Evil Ed. We can all, like, relate to a Peter Vincent. Whereas, like, I don't really relate to anybody in The Lost Boys. Yeah. It's just, like, this fun character of, like, society. That's... I think you're lying about your relationship with Zach's <laughs> phone, man. This, is, this, this was my biggest problem with The Lost Boys is that I couldn't connect with any... Like, it just felt like I was watching, like, a cartoon or something, like... Like none of these people were real. They're like they're like a caricature of like they wanted. Okay, this we want punk rock vampires. So let's get all the costume together and stuff, and give them cool lines and and just have them do all their shit. But it didn't feel like real, you know. And 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 Fright Night, like everyone, even the vampires feel like real and genuine. Like they they everything they do makes sense. Yeah, even Jerry's actions are very normal human actions. Mm-hmm. Like what Jackie was talking about. Like, he's like, look, I don't want to kill you. You're my you're my next door neighbor. It's going to come back to me eventually. Like It's a pain in the ass for me to move around. Yeah, I don't want to have to Just leave me the move. fuck alone <laughs> and I'll leave you alone. Like, it's the same way as if you were dealing with an obnoxious neighbor. Like, look, we got to deal with the fact that we live next door yeah. to each other. So let's just stay out of each other's way. <laughs> and I, I know this isn't related to anything we've talked about yet. And both movies came out in the exact same year. But I just de- appreciate the uh, the Doc Brown level of clocks that Jerry has in his house. <laughs> <laughs> that is an important time for a vampire to know. Get the fuck downstairs. I love it. That was like my first thought. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, did they bite this off of Back to the Future? Or did Back to the Future bite it off of this movie? But they both came out at the same year. So... I think it was just I, I think it was just a happy a happy coincidence. But something like, in was... the water in nineteen eighty five that everyone was like a room filled with clocks. All the clocks. <laughs> All of the clocks. Um and I also I liked okay, so I'm assuming that Amy and Jerry had sex. Like I'm assuming she lost her virginity in the whole process of her turning into a vampire because to me it's that whole the age old like vampire like the very sexualized like and yeah, how original. you know and the virgin and the vampire and the Damn, biting and the penetration i just assumed Pen- not a good enough and i also feel like 
in a weird sadistic way, it's probably one of the most evil things that Jerry could do. Yeah, yeah like, it almost yeah. bothers yeah. me to think that. Yeah, like, like he, he takes one more <laughs> thing that he took away from, oh, from Brewster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so cool. You're so cool. <laughs> oh my god. And actually it's one of my favorite I don't know why this is like the funniest line to me, but when Amy and um when Amy and Evil Ed are in Peter Vincent's apartment the first time trying to convince him to come help them and Amy punches him and he goes, Amy like the way that he says Amy, I don't know why, but that just cracks me up because she turns around and slugs him. I liked that. I felt like one thing I liked about her character was that she kind of bought it before she had to. Like she's important. She was a good girlfriend for all intended purposes. She like, she needed more self confidence. She she gaslit the hell out of herself. <laughs> like he was trying. He like totally he totally blew her off in the first scene of the movie, so he could watch horror movies. She got upset and ran away. And then, like, two days later, she's like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's like, don't gaslight yourself, okay, Amy? He was being a dick. <laughs> Listen, he needs to apologize to you. But he was already on vampire mode at that point, so it was too late to get to reach him in any kind of normal fashion. I also think this movie over The Lost Boys has a much better soundtrack. False. I will, I will, I will probably disagree with that as well. Really? really yeah. I love the Lost Boys soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not not so much because to me, all I kept hearing was that same song over and over and over. And over again. I felt like they used that way too much in the movie. Yeah. Where where this one, I I thought I think that Fright Night has a better soundtrack. I don't remember any of the songs. Neither do I. That's yeah. the only reason I'm not jumping to your uh, defense there, Jackie. Yeah, I, I, it might have better music, but it definitely isn't me- more memorable, memorable right? music. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Because I, I can't That's tell, fair. I couldn't hum a single song that came out of No, yeah. you know, I just, I when you when your closing song has the same title, like, I, I think this is one of those, like, wrote it for the movie kind of thing, because the closing, the title, <laughs> the Fright Night song. The Fright Night song. <laughs> I do just the song in the club, there's a song about the, the children of the night when they first go in the dance club. Oh, I don't I Yeah, I don't, honestly, no, I couldn't hum it either, I just know that, just upon viewing it, my thought was I well, like the soundtrack better. And I, and like... There are definitely, because I get that too, there's definitely movies where I'm like, man, the soundtrack's really, like, I saw The Spy Who Dumped Me last night. Not good. But I remember <laughs> while I was watching the movie, I'm like, man, this soundtrack's really good. I couldn't tell you why I thought that while I was watching the movie, though. <laughs> I was like, man, I'd buy this soundtrack. Yeah, like, I feel like I have songs from the Lost Boys soundtrack on my, like, iTunes, whereas I don't, you know, like, that's why I'm like, oh. I definitively know. have at least three songs from Lost Boys yeah, me too. on my computer. Yeah. I'm like, not even a question. I will not skip the Lost Boys theme song when it comes on, like, when I'm randomly listening to music, embarrassingly. Has anybody at the table seen Fright Night 2? Yes. Of course I have. Okay. I, I haven't. So I'm out. Oh, really? no. so Neither have it's, I. It's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. But Uncle Rico plays a werewolf in this one, yes. too. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Same year. <laughs> he was in two different movies playing a werewolf. What? What's the other movie? Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Rico pops up a lot of places you wouldn't expect yeah. him to. It's because he I... finally got the time travel down, right? <laughs> well, like... <laughs> Um, the only difference between his werewolf in Monster Squad and his werewolf in Fright Night 2 is he rides around on rollerblades and Fright Night 2 is a werewolf. Uh, it's a very 80s I need to watch cheesy this. movie. Yeah, it, I'm done. Is, the, is there any of the original cast in it? I think Bruce yeah. and yeah. Amy. And Amy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because Amy's like a bigger role. In, yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be that like, if I recall correctly, it's that he's in college, but he still has like PTSD about vampire stuff and everyone's like, it's fine, it's over. And then like, 
the campus just gets taken over by like vampires and werewolves and like a bunch of other crazy stuff. Hey, she, gets, she gets real. That <laughs> sounds it's, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely it. nowhere near as good as the original. Yeah. Well, how could it be? Good, yeah, but it's a good, like it's a good dumb. Yeah, you can't it's take it too right. It's good for what I'll it is, it I feel like. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. So here's a quick question. So we talked about Lost Boys and we talked about Fright Night. I know that I have a couple, but like, what are some of the other vampire movies that you guys really like? Either ones that are like serious or ones that are kind of in the same like goofy vein as these two. I feel like the only ones that I really know are the serious ones. (laughs) Oh no, Jackie. Jackie likes bad ones, but. You about to say the Nick Cage one? No. No, No, but I think of like, (laughs) I think of like the Bram Stoker's Dracula I think of um. I almost thought that I was going to shoot. <laughs> I think of Interview with the Vampire. I love Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, I, I still haven't Interview. seen Queen of the Damned. I would like to see that it's someday. It's terrible. Aww. Um, well, though. One that's in Aww. the same vein as these two that I love, and I feel like it's a very forgotten movie, is uh, My Best Friend is a Vampire. Yes, okay. I love that one. It's, it's kind of... So the concept of that one is literally this kid is a pizza delivery boy... And a vampire invites him to her house to have sex with him. And she bites him and he becomes a vampire. But it's like, it's that vampirism is totally fine. It's totally acceptable. You can be normal. You just have to wear a lot of sunscreen. Like, it kind of, like, goes against everything. And it's just him trying to get his friends and family to accept, like, this is who I am now. And, like, I'm really (laughs) sorry that you have to deal with this. And it's, like, so, like, just low-key how it treats it that it's really funny and charming. I've always taken it as an allegory for homosexuality. Well, because his parents think that he's gay because he's, like, going out to clubs at night and stuff. And, like, there's, like, a guy who, like, trains him on how to, he's, like, this is a butcher. He knows what we are. He'll give you the best poor, like, pig blood that he has. Like, it's just very, like. It, like, irons out things you would never think of about vampires. I thought of a good vampire movie that I liked that's not serious. What? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. 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 Buffy. Um, God. No, no, no. No, you first. Um, have you ever seen, I think it's called Shadow of the Vampire. Ah, yes. Oh, that that was great. Great. I, right? Yes. Yeah. I love that one. I like. Malkovich, baby. Yeah. Totally Malkovich. Malkovich. I love it. And, uh, I couldn't yeah. kill the script girl. Willem <laughs> Dafoe. <laughs> Everyone's great. So fucking good. That one. Willem Dafoe is amazing. How is Willem Dafoe such a good actor <laughs> with really... that weird ass face? <laughs> How does he like get like so many different places and why do his characters all feel different? I don't understand. Because when you look like that, you need to know how to put you on some charm. Oh, boy. He's amazing. I'm only starting to like come around on Willem Dafoe, but he's a really amazing yeah. actor. I don't know movies. how. And he can do like, like he does comedy just as well as he does drama as well as he does he scary. Can, like, he can play like a really sweet father type. He can play like a crazy out of his mind psychopath. Like, he's all over the place. I have mixed feelings of the movie as a whole, but I remember him always being the best element of Boondock Saints. Is he's yes. just, like, the only it's reason to watch that movie. Like, yeah, it's one of the, he's one of the only reasons to yeah. watch that movie. Just because... What is, what is he? like, a gay cop or something? Yeah, and they and, never talk about it. It's, yeah. like, addressed in one, one or two, like, little... All, like side things. I don't really like Boondock Saints as much as people seem to I, like it. I think it was a movie at in college. I thought it was like the best thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And then like over the years, I'm like, man, I think I only really like this movie because there's like two really well shot fight sequences and mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe. I feel <laughs> like I feel like when people were watching Boondock Saints, I was still on like. Lock, Sock, and Snatch, and I was like, no, those are the good ones. Cause Cause I, good. I actually <laughs> really like, in that same, like, because uh, it was part of those, like, Twitten, Twitten, uh, Quentin Tarantino, like, wannabe movies. I always really liked Go. 
Like it's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like ecstasy or something. Yeah, but it had like that. It was like very. Sarah Polly. Yeah, they very much wanted it to be a Quentin Tarantino movie, but I I like it. I I saw it one time. I I I think I liked it. Yeah, it takes place at Christmas. I always remember that. (laughs) I think we've talked about this recently. I think I don't remember if it was actually on recording or off recording. Mm -hmm. But right now, one of the funniest vampire movies out there is What We Do in the Shadows. I was about to mention that because they do the Lost Boys sequence. (laughs) The maggots. <laughs> Would you like some spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I watched that. I watched that like a couple months ago, and then I remember watching it like a couple weeks ago, and I literally found myself like the other night being like, "Should I watch this again?" Like I do. I, I that's one that the, I can put in a constant rotation. The, do you know that the, the one that one vampire, the one really like sweet one, <laughs> who like goes after the old lady at the end and wants to like get like stay with her until she passes on. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that directed Thor, Thor Ragnarok, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's the like he's the big rock guy. He's like, hey, how's it going, man? Oh, this is my friend over here. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say much. He's got swords for hands. How's it going? God, Thor yeah. Ragnarok is such a fun movie. And I think uh, I, if I don't know what's going to happen with otherwise. with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I hear that they're like Twitter is lobbying for him to if James Gunn isn't coming him. back. Yeah. That, that he take he's the over. Only acceptable, mm-hmm. the only acceptable but I think it's kind of fucked because the, the only reason Guardians of the Galaxy is anything is because James Gunn planned out a three movie oh, arc yeah. and it's like a reflection of his own life. Yeah. Like it's like the story is very personal. So to give someone the third part and it's going to be fucked up. It's going to be stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. My, my big um, vampire one that I feel like a lot of people don't know or appreciate is Near Dark. I think that movie's fucking amazing bill paxton so i really like near dark but i've realized for some reason i remember that movie being like a party pleaser film and it's very much (laughs) not it's like it's like a watch by yourself like i remember we were i think it was the first time we ever did the live stream like oh we should watch near dark and that's like how we kicked it off and we're like jesus (laughs) (laughs) it is it's a like it's a very intimate experience (laughs) um god i'm sorry you were well i was gonna say uh I just wanted to shout out for what we do in the shadows, having probably one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in the movie where they talk about why, why they prefer virgin blood. <laughs> he says, let me give you an example. Think about a sandwich. Would you want to eat it if someone fucked it? <laughs> Marissa, did you see that movie? Yet? No, it's so oh, we should watch that. Oh, we have to watch so a terrible good. movie, but yeah. at some future date, we should watch what yeah, we do in really, the shadows. I really gotta watch it. It's so funny. It's we're, so funny. The play the Concords. Yeah, like we're we're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> I know, Sounds awesome, it's, 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 but no, it is. I don't it's even know. I don't even know how I stumbled. Upon, I think that was just when I was looking for like new horror movies to watch and. For some reason that came up and i'm like this is like i thought it was just a horror movie and i started watching it, I was like, oh it's jermaine clement <laughs> what's going on oh my god this is amazing oh, so oh they keep funny. nosferatu in the basement because he's too creepy and he freaks everyone out <laughs> they just throw rats down there for him <laughs> they bring him like chickens yeah oh, like live chickens they, they, well, he's got to stay in the basement because yeah. he creeps everyone out yeah, this is definitely me. um anything else for these movies uh, no, I love uh, d- between the two. I'm always gonna go for Fright Night, um, but I do enjoy both of them. There, if you haven't seen them, I don't know why you would be listening to this podcast <laughs> yeah. if you haven't seen them. But uh, make sure you go out and see them because it's definitely uh, it's gonna be part of your horror education. I would say like I feel like Lost Boys, at least for a very specific time period, was like entry level horror. Like it's like oh you're getting into horror, you should check out this. Yeah. Like, like I feel like it was just 
it is a it is a horror film built for teenagers who are starting to discover horror movies. Yeah, I don't know. I just never. I, I, maybe it was a vampire. Maybe vampires just didn't appeal to me when I was a kid. Maybe I thought they were yeah. kind of lame or something. I was never into vampires except for Lost Boys for like the longest I wanted, time. I wanted monsters, tiny creatures, and horrible like violent slashers with people getting their faces chopped in half and stuff. Like that's what I wanted. And vampires are like it's too like it's too subtle and sexy. It too much like history <laughs> behind it. Like I was like this is for old people. <laughs> Pew. You know what? That is one. That is something that I noticed, and I think I noticed it for the first time because I was kind of thinking about like in my notes and what we were going to talk about tonight and i was going to say how the um like the difference like if you look at like you know the original dracula like bella lugosi how you know you've got this like royalty and he's got you know his fancy garb and he's got his you know cape and the whole line and what we think of a traditional like when when you dress up uh, when you're a kid and you dress up like a vampire for halloween you get your big vampire medal you get your medal (laughs) and there's like the white shirt and i'm thinking okay well here's something completely different because you've got the lost boys who are like you know 80s punks with their whatever and then you've got jerry who you know he's in a sweater or whatever but then if you look i looked at him and he is in a trench coat for a whole whole lot of the movie like most of the end and it almost kind of seemed like an updated version of like the Bela Lugosi cape and everything because he had his trench coat and his scarf and he had that on for the like most of the like probably from the middle all the way to the end of the movie and I realized that that was just kind of like a cool updated like costume like it's no longer the cape and the medallion with the now you're cool in your 80s and you got your sweater and you've got your scarf and you've got your trench coat on. I guess one last thing to say because I just realized that I didn't mention this and it should get mentioned. While not a full vampire movie, still scariest vampire of all time is the Dracula and Monster Squad. Thank you very much. (laughs) The scariest moment, I think we've we've talked about it, the scariest moment is when he's in mid, when he gets hurt in mid-transformation and he's half bat, half actual vampire it's the only part of that movie that actually ever scared me meeting adjourned <laughs> <laughs> good let's talk about monster squad again guys. <laughs> it's still close enough to my birthday let's talk about monster squad all right well uh once again we want to thank matt for joining us matt where can we find yes. you on the internet i'm all over the internet uh disneydos and hmnpodcast.com and I'm now the network manager for Geekscape.net, so go to Geekscape.net That's where I, uh, I manage all of their shows. Dude, congrats. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. You're so cool, Kelly. Real cool, Kelly. <laughs> Real cool, Kelly. <laughs> so don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you can find us everywhere. You can also find our podcast pretty much on every podcast app that's out there. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us. And don't forget to check out our website. That's where you're going to find our podcast, our blog, and our movie reviews at jerseyghouls.com. Also, I am involved with the Philadelphia Short Film Festival where I am brand branching out of my horror genre, blossoming like a flower, and doing comedy and local flavor. So if you are in the Philadelphia area and you have a good script or movie that you'd love to go get out there, please submit to the Philadelphia Film Festival and don't tell anybody you know me so that it's, it's not a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Check out uh, my, my newest works are over at hardgeeklife.com. We have tons of great game and film and television stuff going on over there. And I just published a piece on a really good indie horror film. IFC for once hit it, hit it out of the park it was a good one um so definitely check out hargeeklife.com where you will find all kinds of awesome content and some writing by yours truly Uh, bye-bye
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 